Welcome to episode 257 of the Whatnots Review Show, where each week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV series, anime, manga, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and we come back here and we talk about it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined, as always, by Kyle Springer. Hello. Good morning. Yes. We bought a bunch of meat this past week. We found a, a, a local butcher shop. We tested it out like two weeks ago just to like stop by and see what they have. Uh, and they offer a bunch of meat packs. Um, and, and so we bought one of their, their meat packs, their, their sampler meat packs. And that's how my weekend oh, nice. is g- g- going. We bought a meat pack. <laughs> <laughs> how are you? What's up with you? I'm doing good. I haven't bought any meat. Uh, I didn't buy a zoo. I haven't really bought anything exciting. <laughs> Got my license plates renewed, but spent $60 to buy two stickers. Which is how go. it goes when you own a car. Yeah, we just I also recently watched the episode of Seinfeld where they mix up Kramer's license plates. He went to go get his renewed and they give him one. He opens it up and it says ass man. And he's ah! just like, I, I, I'm not the ass man. And they're like, what's your name? He goes, Cosmo Kramer. He goes, yep. You're the ass man. <laughs> he's just stuck with these plates for a while. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. He's stolen ass man's crown. He, he I've really seen did. that around. I didn't know <laughs> Seinfeld is what that was from. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it, maybe it's referencing something that I'm not aware of. But from what I know, maybe. it's from <laughs> Seinfeld. Yeah. Maybe this was a true New York event. It may have been, been, who knows? You can go to, like, the City History Museum and see the actual <laughs> ass man plate. <laughs> the ass man print. Here's, here's the actual <laughs> print. Here's Good a stuff. rubbing of the real license plate. <laughs> in etching, in artist's rendition <laughs> of the ass man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good stuff. Well, Melissa... We have a very special podcast uh, to to (laughs) do here today. What are we talking about this week? We are talking about the original season one of Clone High, which aired in 2002, created by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller and Bill Lawrence, who I I believe Mm -hmm. I know from Scrubs. Uh, We thought it would be nice to talk about this now that there's a new season of Clone High on Max. And that Lord and Miller's uh, latest effort across the Spider-Verse is now in theaters. Exactly. Um, Yeah, I, man, Clone High, like, I feel like I've seen this show before, is the thing. I have not. uh, And and it, it just, it's, it's a show that looks and feels familiar, I think is, is mm. the best way that I can dis- dis- describe it. Um. Yeah, I I ended up having a real good time with this. I had never watched it before. Um and yeah, I I had a lot of fun. There's some interesting controversy around this show. Um I I, I don't think all of the humor necessarily holds up. 
it is very, very much of its time. Uh, yes. <laughs> and I, I think that shows very blatantly. But I think whereas I wasn't necessarily into the first couple of episodes, I think the show really did find its footing by the end of that first season. Yeah. It's just kind of unfortunate that the the controversy surrounding the show kind of got it unintentionally canceled. Um, mm. And uh, I, apparently there was an Easter egg for the show in the first Into the Spider-Verse ah. film. Um, and, and oh, yeah. I, yeah. I think there was like a fake clone high billboard in, in Times like Square. That. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I ended up having a blast with this. I'm, I'm glad we, we got to ch- check this out. Yeah, this has been on my list for a long time. I remember when the show came out, I think I caught bits of it, but I was maybe a little bit too young to actually watch it. So I just saw it fleetingly in commercials and then in like the memes and clips like in the years since. Like I knew the yeah. Makeover Makeover song. I love that song. I'm like, I, I need to see this in context finally. And I made the executive decision it's been long enough. Like, we got to talk about Clone High. I want this off of my list in the time is now. <laughs> yeah. I also had a good time with this. I, especially like a couple episodes in, it hits the sweet spot where it's sort of broken out of the mold of traditional high school teen sex comedy and it's getting really absurd. Yeah. Like, there's a B plot to one episode where the principal. Is just being accosted by a fake Looney Tune skunk. Like he's the character. <laughs> he's the wily e. coyote getting beat up on. Yep. Yep. Indeed. No introduction. No follow oh, through. Man. Just this one episode. Uh, Cinnamon J. Scudworth keeps getting <laughs> his, <laughs> keeps getting his face burned off by a skunk. It, it yeah. It is very much absurdist at times. It, the humor r- relies on a lot of like non sequitur things happening. Yeah. Like you like it, it sets up like the hook line, and then you think it's about to be the 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 punch line after that, and then it does something completely different that you don't expect. Um, mm-hmm. And at, yeah, I mean, at, at times it works really really well, and then there's t- times where it's just like okay. Cool I, joke. <laughs> that was, that was good. Right? Yeah, for being uh, 21 years old now. Congrats to Clone High for being able to drink. And right, yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Enjoy. I'm a Mountain Dew Zero Sugar right here. Cheers. <laughs> for a show that is 21 years old, there was still a lot of stuff I did laugh at, but other things that did feel... I've I've seen this done since then, or this didn't age well or just feels sort of weirdly like a a stamp in time that we have just utterly bypassed like one of the early episodes has guest star marilyn manson singing a song about the food pyramid i'm like we don't really deal with either of those things anymore yeah but that's also i think kind of what makes this show so funny looking back on it um is yeah, you have a sh- a sh- show where Marilyn Manson plays himself singing a song about the food p- pyramid. What is mm-hmm. this? What is going on? I um, I did like how they used the celebrity guest voices, and then I think all of them are playing themselves 
Yeah. Uh, except for Luke Perry playing Ponce de Leon. Uh, yes. But like the, John Stamos playing himself in the season finale. Jack uh, Black also plays someone else. Oh, yes, um, yes. Yeah, he the, plays yeah. Larry Hardcore, who but comes to the school to tell kids not to smoke him. drugs. Yeah. Yes, yes. It looks like him. <laughs> yeah. I like in the episode where Mandy Moore plays ambiguously herself they're like you look like mandy Moore," and she's like oh no that's not me they're like no i'm i'm pretty sure that's you if you stay to the end credits she is credited as mandy Moore as herself question with a question which i have never seen before i can't believe i've never seen that before it's very good yeah um yeah i man it's it's such an interesting show because also in speaking about the art and stuff, it very much likes to wear its influences on its sleeve. Mm -hmm. If you've seen old Tartakovsky cartoons like Dexter's Lab yeah. or Powerpuff Girls or even stuff that was a little bit past that, like fairly odd parents, you've seen this artwork. Yes, like, it's and really angular got this sort of mid-century like i don't know upa look to it it yeah. reminded me the most of sheep in the big city <laughs> yes that 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 too um yeah it just it's it i, I think that's why it felt familiar it fit in mm -hmm. it fits in with those cartoons so well um and yeah it, it, it was just it, like the mtv version of that of like what if it's like more for older teens or for adult like mm. this is the early version of adult animation the the new yeah. genre that you guys can check out on hulu.com right um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah this I, that, wasn't that the sort of like so weird to me adult animation. well it, it started with like flintstones i guess and then we had I don't know, Beavis and Butthead. And this is like coming out of the Brennan Beavis Stimpy. and Butthead there, era. There, there is the like, the like, that that feels more like the underground comics, like that style, mm. like counterculture comics and cartoons. Uh, and then you get, I think this and like Adult Swim just kind of twisting that. Yeah, into right at around the same time. Adult animation is family guy and squid billies and <laughs> c-lab 2021 right it's <laughs> stuff like that it was an um, interesting era I've, I've got some cartoons of this time to recommend at the end of the episode for sure for sure um so yeah i i ended up ha having a good time with this it definitely makes me a lot more interested to check out this revival yeah. that is happening uh now and to see what is different what changes did they make how did they because like we said there's a lot of comedy in there that does not age well or play well with the time so to see how they change that and adapt that mm -hmm. for modern audiences i think would be very interesting to see so mm -hmm. good stuff good stuff do you have any other kind of final spoiler free thoughts on this before we get into housekeeping and then spoilers if we've necessarily explained the plot but i mean it's oh, it's sure. clones yeah. it's clones of historical figures that go to a high school uh like abraham lincoln is got a crush on cleopatra but joan of arc is a crush on him 
and JFK turned into Cleopatra. Way, way back yes. in the 1980s. <laughs> they... <laughs> Secret government employees <laughs> dug up famous guys and ladies exactly. and made exactly. amusing giant copies. The clones are sexy teens now. They're going to make it if they try. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, it's just a like high school dr- drama comedy dramedy yeah. slice of life i don't know it's like a pa- it's like a parody of a drama yeah but there is just enough sincerity in there that you are like truly rooting for abe and joan to get together like not everything is it there's so many jokes on top of the emotion but the emotion still feels relatively true yeah and it, it is the the heart of of season mm-hmm. one for sure yeah um, a lot of heart in the show but uh, yeah, it's it's just them. It's these clones like Abe Lincoln, Joan of Arc, Cleopatra, JFK, Gandhi. Uh, they're all clones. Right. And they just are doing their own thing in high school. And they're trying to go to parties and drink beer and have sex. And, and, it's mm-hmm. great. and they're all aware that they are clones. Yes. Yeah. Like Abraham. Abe will, will say, what would the original Abraham Lincoln do? Like if he helped end the civil war how can i help end an argument between two of my friends exactly exactly he even has a bunch of like pictures and posters of abe lincoln up on Mm. his wall (laughs) um but it's it's interesting too because the the clones aren't like their 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 parent figures are also not who their parents are in real life like it is these like made up families like the experiment yeah, like goes they, actually a little bit larger than just the high school um yeah they they all have to be placed with like different foster families you see everybody's family as the course of the season goes on and the school has this like mad scientist principal and it's part of some like government project to i think make like clone super soldiers but like none of the kids really know why they are clones, what they are for, which isn't a mystery of the show. Joan of Arc doesn't wonder, why am I here? Why did they clone Joan of Arc? She's just like, how do I get Abe to like me? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, with that, I say we take a quick break for housekeeping. And when we come back, we will start diving into the show. Uh, so we will be right back. Here at The Whatnots, we make multiple different shows, and a lot of hard work goes into making them, so we would love it if you check them all out. If you enjoy our shows, patreon.com slash the whatnots is the best place to show your support. For just a dollar a month, you can get early access to episodes, and at our $3 tier, a Patreon-exclusive podcast, The Pilots Club. You can even get a shout-out and thank you on most of our shows at the $5 tier. And if you're one of our patrons already, Thank you so much. It means the world to us. You can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. You can also find us on YouTube and Twitch for video versions of the shows, trailer reactions, and live streams. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a hoodie or a mug or something else, head over to thewhatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. All right, we are back. Big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. We love you a lot. It means the world. Thank you indeed. 
Last week, uh, right here on the review show, we talked about the 1980s movie Kroll, a sci-fi fantasy, uh, kind of a sword and sorcery with a sci-fi twist on it. Um, really interesting movie. I had a blast with it. Was not expecting to enjoy yeah. it as much as I did. Um, I, I I mentioned on the episode, I, I don't think it's a good movie, but I had a lot of fun. It's and that's but it's and pleasant. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice, like, easy going time with crawl. It is indeed. Um, so that's what we did last week here on the review show. Uh over on the reactor core, speaking of into the spider verse that we mentioned earlier, uh, we got to do our reaction for across the spider verse. Um, our our whole big spoiler cast there. So if you want to hear our thoughts on that go check it out that's over on the reactor core um and then over on the captain's log man we got to talk about us starting our mission impossible rewatches uh we got to do um some we 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 discussed a a much debated philosophical question on whether or not you think you could pick up paddington the bear yep Mm -hmm. much debated debated by only you and me and yes. less philosophical yes. more like google pictures of paddington wet uh, exactly. so we can see his fur all slicked down and have an idea of like how big is he once you take away all the fluff how big is paddington do you think he's heavy exactly we also like to play a rotten tomatoes movie prediction game at the end of the yeah 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 or we do it every december uh and a about a week and a half ago was our like midway point. Uh, so we we decided to look at the list of movies that we had predicted their Rotten Tomato movie scores for that are coming out all in 2023. And we were like, hey, are we missing any? Is there stuff in this like second half of the year that like we didn't know about last December that we want to put on this list? So that's on the captain's log as well. That's that, that game is a lot of fun. Uh, and then last but not least for our Patreon supporters over on the Pilots Club, we got to talk about the pilots of or the pilot of Cheers. Uh, yes. There was only one pilot episode, not multiple ones. That'd be an interesting thing. I would I there's a show out there that has multiple pilots shot. I yeah, I think that has happened. For. That might have happened with like. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Like it'll have like an initial like independent pilot somebody uses to try and get it to a network and the network will be like, okay, give us one more like professional pilot. Proof of concept versus the like, okay, let's yeah. what what will this actually look like if you have our budget? Okay. I see, I see. But yeah, we got to talk about chairs, uh, which holds up really, really well. And I enjoyed that one a Very lot fun. too. Yeah um so go 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 check it out that's a lot of fun but that, that is about all of the housekeeping uh that we have for you right here right now so let's get into spoilers for clone high cool spoilers for clone high uh melissa where do you want to start with this one oh uh, do do we want to kind of start with the controversy stuff that was in this? Uh, if, if you would like to, sure. 
because I, I think that is a big like it's not in the show like the show itself didn't really have a controversy at the time it got wrapped up in stuff like accidentally mm-hmm. and that's kind of what got it canceled um don't remember where i was reading it uh may even have just been on their wikipedia page um but yeah there was something i I think it was something happening with like an anniversary of mahatma gandhi's death Mm. uh and there was somehow people in india got like wind of this show and the depiction of gandhi in Mm. this show and I mean, all of these clones of the characters are typically very much like acting out of character, kind of, right? Um, I feel like kind of is an understatement at some time. Like sometimes they're they're just completely doing their own thing, whereas sometimes, like you said, there are ones like... How did if Abe Lincoln ended the Civil War? Like, mm. how can I like mediate this argument between two of my friends here? Um, but Gandhi's character himself is kind of this fun-loving party animal. Yes, just wants to go buy things, just wants to go pick up chicks, just wants to go get like all all sorts of stuff, right? Um, and I, I think upon seeing this, uh, it, they started to like protest the show in India. Um, I think one of the exec, like the MTV execs, was over in their offices in India and was like locked in oh. the building because they were protesting outside and uh, all all sorts of stuff. Um, but that is kind of essentially what got the show canceled like members of the protest i think also there was like one or two members of parliament of the, the i, the I did see that yeah government yeah i am Just scanning over the the, wik- the wikipedia now this is not a research heavy show uh <laughs> Yes. Yeah. No. By, just by like, our own habits, one guy we just Gandhi, and that's it. Right, by our no, I mean like the review show. We do not do a oh, lot sure. of research yes. before yeah. we we record. It's more of a casual, off the cuff thing. So I am just now scanning over a Wikipedia page. I didn't go and read like news articles from 2002 about the reaction to Clone High. Uh, if we were a more professional show with a producer, maybe I would have. But yeah, I did see that parliament uh, protested the depiction of gandhi and and apparently so season one ends with everybody getting frozen in a meat locker thanks to john stamos and his sacrifice and apparently this new season picks up with uh everybody gets unfrozen except for gandhi (laughs) he's still there in the meat Uh, locker yeah Um, uh yeah good no gandhi is the character is He's a very recognizable, like, wacky, madcap, like, best friend type. And I think mm-hmm. he has the least tie back to his original historical figure. Seems like the show yes. might have just been who is, like, the most serious, solemn person that we can turn into a party dude. How about Gandhi? The least exactly. party dude we can think of. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he doesn't seem to to think back to his his originator as much as the, as the other characters do. He doesn't have a journey that parallels them. Like Abe goes to see a a parody of the 
moments with Mr. Lincoln ride, not ride, attraction at Disney. They turn it into a ride in this episode, though. I like that they just smush a bunch of dis- different Disney experiences together for that. And and Joan yeah. hears voices the way like the, the, the original Joan of Arc said God spoke to her. Like Cleopatra has the same. She's very aware of the original Cleopatra. JFK seems very aware of he's part of the legacy of the Kennedys, but Gandhi just seems much more of a one-off. Yeah, he's absolutely. And he's not evolved in any of like the love triangles or anything. So he is a less essential character than the rest of the cast. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I have to read this little bit from the Wikipedia. It says, Lord Miller's two potential versions of a second season included one that made no mention of Gandhi's absence and another that revealed that the character was, in fact, a clone of actor of actor Gary Coleman all along. And the show continued as normal. Oh, it says, Quote, we pitched that and it went up the top, went up to the top at Viacom again, and it got a big no. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, I do think that's funny. Just saying, no, he's not. Well, he wasn't a clone of Gandhi. He's a clone of other guy and the character still exists just under a new name and identity. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's it's an interesting uh, kind of th- thing that this show got got swept up in all of this. And that is kind of what, you know, made the show not get renewed. Um, but, yeah, inter- interesting stuff. Interesting stuff, mm-hmm. indeed. Um, so, so we, we kind of mentioned the the heart of the show, the whole love triangle stuff do you want to move on to that yeah uh joan and abe and gandhi are like a a friends unit uh and the show starts with they're coming back over summer break and and you know they they've matured now joan really is a crush on abe but he's completely oblivious he just wants to sleep with cleopatra the hottest girl in school who's got this like on again off again thing with jfk so he spends the whole season trying to get her attention and he eventually does, which I was a little surprised by that. He does start dating Cleo like she does mm-hmm. get interested in him. Also, it lasts right. Like, it's yeah. not just like, a, I, I mean, I did, 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 did you that once. But JFK, like he's actually mm. who I want to be. And there was no most yeah. of the show. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's relatively fickle, but sh- and she doesn't like like and respect him as much as like Joan likes and respects him but there she does have a maintained interest in him for longer than I was expecting yeah. uh it, but Joan like never gives up on him and it's not until the se- the finale I keep wanting to say series finale because no I know it effectively got canceled and was the series finale for like 22 years yeah but it, when they're finally going to sleep together in one of the private rooms off of the meat locker prom she takes off her clothes and her, her private parts are just Joan heads. And Abe looks at her like, what does this mean? What is this trying to tell me? <laughs> he's just he's just he's clueless. Is like that is the like Abe is not the like jock 
character in this. He's mm-hmm. not the nerd character. He's kind of the most normal person in yes. this. But yeah. he's also just clueless. Like he's he's yeah. kind of dumb in in, 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 in this. Um, and yeah, I, I think that really shows through when it comes to everything in this love triangle. He is just oblivious to joan and how much she likes him and actually cares for him to the point where she is basically saying i love you i want to be with you and he just doesn't get it um and then like it's not until like the very last scene where he finally gets it he understands it and then thanks to uh our lord and savior john stamos and his sacrifice uh everyone gets frozen at the end so they Mm -hmm. can't do anything um right and at that point she's she has given up on him actually she's like if you're yes if you're gonna go sleep with cleo if you've never noticed me after i've done all these stunts and all these things for you and i got this makeover Mm -hmm. i'm gonna sleep with jfk indeed indeed um yeah it's like i i I think especially with this aspect of the show this is the most high school part of the show to me. Um, just mm-hmm. the, the, the relationship drama, the like, well, if you, if you don't want to kiss me, then I'll go make out with someone else. Right. Um, we, or the, the makeover episode where they try to, yeah, they try to give Joan a makeover to get his attention uh, or well, to, to get her a date for prom, and it works on Abe, even though he already has a date. He's just like, man, Jonah's hot. Like, well, what is happening but, here? But but he like subconsciously, he becomes more attracted to Joan. But consciously, he's just like, wow, Joan, you look so pretty. And now it's going to be easier for me to find another guy to take you to prom. Give me a list. Who do you like? I think I can get it now. I think I can arrange this. Yeah. Um, I mean, it it felt like. Archie comics in a weird yes. way. Um, I, I I don't remember Daria enough to know if there's like a love triangle in mm-hmm. that, but it felt a lot like Daria in 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 just the like high school drama uh, uh, of it all. And what it like reminded that. me of is something we just watched on the review show last year, the Nickelodeon movie Snow Day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we've got the exact Snow same Day, structure man. there yeah exactly exactly um yeah i mean like i i think it worked and i i, I think that's why we can kind of look back at season one and be like that like this is the heart of the sh- show mm. as 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 much as there are these absurd jokes and situations and stuff uh like this is kind of the engine of the show it's 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 will Abe finally realized that he's in yes. love with Joe because that that is the thing he is in love with her he does not know it yet yes um and he finally realizes at the end and she's decided to move on and it's just this mm. uh, this gut punch yeah. like right at the end and mm. frozen that's it yes. end of the show for 22 years um so yeah, I yeah I I I think that that worked. That was one of the things that I I liked a lot about this show, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another a- attempt at emotions. 
less a sincere attempt at emotions and more of a parody of a ploy at your emotions is the episode where one of the clones dies. Uh, and the, the every episode ends with a promo for the next episode. And the narrator is like, next week, a clone dies. Definitely one of the clones you know and love and not a new character we are introducing in this episode just to die. And then you get to the next episode and JFK is like, boy, I love my best friend, Ponce de Leon, who's, <laughs> who's voiced by, by Luke Perry, who has now passed on. So that was kind of sad. Peace. Yeah. Yeah. And like he looks just like himself in 90210 from the waist up, but from the waist down, he's wearing those like big puffy pantaloons. <laughs> and the uh, parody of the social issue in this episode is littering. Instead of an episode where like the uh, drinking gets the teens into trouble, you know, fast driving gets the teens into trouble. It's like the kids are all just carelessly littering and litter kills Ponce de Leon he like chokes in like can rings like a sea turtle yeah he well, he gets his like wrist t- tied together by, 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 by that he gets hit in the face with like sticks and glass and bottles <laughs> and stuff and then a plastic yeah. bag hits him over yes. his head <laughs> mm-hmm. he just uh, dies in some sort of a litter tornado it to be honest like I I kind of chuckled but it's it's kind of g- gruesome like it like yes in in its own like art style like it's a very stylized art like style um mm. i guess that's what stylized means good job kyle um but it like it 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 is rather gruesome for for what that show is and uh it, it like I, I was sitting there watching it with my partner and we we're both sitting there just being like jesus like this is a this is a lot but the, the whole situation is also ridiculous uh at the same time um but yeah that that was also a good good one and then jfk can't believe that his friend is <laughs> is dead and he is he is grieving in the loudest way possible yes he's he's trying to like get in the coffin with oh, him right. to show support Which is, and, and <laughs> right and he, like he, he's yes he won't believe that his friend is dead he's like no he's just sleeping i'll lie here next to him until he wakes up and he gets in the coffin it is uh it is very silly and like kind of haunting yes yeah yeah and it's then like he, man this guy is actually affected by that like he is he's dealing with some stuff let's put mm-hmm. it that way <laughs> um and uh, yeah just like absolutely w- would need some 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 help but uh like it is ridiculous too because he gets in the coffin he closes it and then you wait like two three (laughs) seconds and he opens it up and is just horrified by what he just did he's just like i just got in the coffin what is wrong with me Uh, (laughs) (laughs) he's so distraught that cleo who is now dating abe and used to date jfk uh this was also kind of surprising that she really feels for him. She wants to comfort him. She wants to like go there and be there for him and and hold him. Mm-hmm. Uh and Abe gets kind of annoyed that now that he's finally with Cleo that JFK is still hanging around and him and Cleo drive up to Teen Sex Cove and they're parked there in the car making out and Abe complains about how JFK is always around and then JFK pop, pops up his head from the back seat and he's like it's okay I won't bother you guys I've got my game boy that was so good <laughs> <laughs> like there there are 
there absolutely are moments in in this that, that the comedy absolutely works. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so good. And uh, like there there's there's even some plot line like uh, my favorite plot line is the one with the tr- with the trucker. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. So good. And like it, but- <laughs> it, it, there's. And, and that's the thing, like on the flip side of that, there's stuff that just absolutely does not work. I, it's just like this didn't age well at yeah, all. This I, looks bad uh, or just I, it's not funny anymore. Not in not in the like, ooh, you shouldn't say that. It's 2023 now. But like just like that wasn't actually a funny joke, period. I, I And maybe it would have been, you know, like it's hard to place yourself back into what jokes were new in 2002. Or maybe we're new in 2000 when they probably right, wrote yeah. and started animating the thing. Yeah, the all the teens have got their own foster families. And Joan lives with her foster grandfather, Toots, who is a blind old jazz man. And he, as a person, he's kind of sweet, but they keep doing the joke of he can't see. He doesn't know when he's talking to Joan. And they do it like three times an episode. And I'm like, I thought we were done with this with like Mr. Magoo in the 70s. Yeah, um, but uh, man, that 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 plot line with the tr- trucker. We have to talk. This talk this about is incredible. This, I love yes, this. Yes, yes. Um, so what what is the so the the trucker is he's helping them or it's supposed to be that he's helping he's delivering what like the supplies for some party or something, right? It's not okay. Prom, so the but it's the high the high school is about to have some big like. SAT style test. Oh, the and Principal Scott. Okay, yes. Yeah, and Principal Scudworth is putting all these pressure on the kids. Like you have to do really well on the test. And Gandhi's like, I'm not gonna study. Who cares? I'm not good at this. And I think the trucker might be like delivering supplies to like the diner where they all hang out or something. I but like I, Gandhi, I think the trucker was del- was supposed to be delivering like testing supplies. Like here, here's your scantrons, here's your blue books, here's your yeah, it's it's not. But but he he meets up with this trucker and he's like, truckers don't have to go to school. I'm going to become a trucker. And like he tells us to his his foster parents who are very, very upset, like we don't have a son. Forget you. And so he takes up with the trucker and you see that as the trucker is telling him about the trucker lifestyle, he's including testable material like if I leave philadelphia at six in the morning going 60 miles per hour and this woman leaves baltimore at 8 a.m going 60 miles per hour when will we meet up so that i can have sex with her and condius <laughs> try and do the math like time after time things like that keep coming up and then at the end of the episode i think gandhi does do well on the test because of what like the trucker told him yeah. And as the trucker's driving away he's like wait i never asked your name and the trucker says look at the truck and it says like test prep and he, like, and he drives away and Gandhi says the test prep died 40 years ago it's 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 the, the classic like so they on one hand that the a plot is yeah they the the students have this big t- t- test Abe is really worried about this test to the point where he's not sleeping uh mm. like he he is he's de- depriving himself of sleep so he can will stay he, up studying well he's helping cleopatra study that's the thing is that he is too, now yeah. at her beck and call and every time she calls him 
Yeah, he he like gets up from what he's doing and he goes to her and he, he has gotten no sleep and Joan is trying to intervene here. Yeah. Uh and that kind of culminates in him like j- just crashing during the test somehow he gets in a race with jfk a a car (laughs) race here and it is a whole like tortoise in the hair kind of thing because he ends up pulling over to the side of the road and sleeping that whole night and then finishing the race the next day while jfk has this like violent crash where he doesn't like make it to the finish line there so that whole thing is happening uh and then there's a scene where they're at the diner discussing this test and it is like the like local bar and there's that creepy fisherman off to the side and he's like there's a monster that i right but it like it's that scene but it's the trucker who's there at this diner being like he mentions something and that's what gandhi latches on on to of like huh i wonder if i can be a trucker um Mm -hmm. and yeah he starts bonding with this trucker and the trucker gets like i i don't want to say he gets weirder and weirder as things go on per se but the whole thing is just kind of weird overall uh, every now and then he'll say something that's just like, what's up with this guy? There's more, t- there's more <laughs> to to him than what we're seeing here. And then, yeah, the, the joke at the end is is like, but wait, test prep died 40 years ago. And he like realizes he's never been talking to anyone that he's also just, like just completely seeing things like he's not sleep yeah. de- deprived or anything. He's just. He just made up this whole trucker and just, like that was it. He just didn't want to study at all. It's <laughs> great. It was so I, good. I loved it. And I love the show taking the normal format. Every episode is treated as though it's a very special episode about something, but it mm-hmm. takes the normal teen threats and like escalates them or twists them and diverts them. Yeah. Like one of the major life-threatening problems the teens are dealing with is that they can't stop littering. Uh, Abe is addicted to just not sleeping, not like taking drugs or anything that lead him to not sleeping, just not sleeping. Uh, And then there was the episode where Larry hardcore comes to the school to give the kids a lesson about not doing drugs. And he's like, I used to do drugs all the time. I'd smoke anything. <laughs> marijuana, Mary Jane, hemp, even pot. And they're like, pot. <laughs> it's all just marijuana. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and he says, I would smoke anything. I would even smoke, I don't know, raisins. And then the kids all get it in their heads that if they smoke raisins, raisins. they'll get high. They smoke raisins. Yeah. That's right. Good. So they just like roll a line of raisins up into a rolling paper and smoke that. And then the whole episode is the psychedelic rock opera. Yeah. It's really funny because my partner and I have declared this summer hot cartoon summer. Uh, and so Very we've nice. started to, to watch a bunch of cartoons, which is why she watched this one with me. Um, and in the mix of that, like as we started the show, there was a w- one night where we were looking for a movie to watch. And she was like, I really want to watch Tenacious D. Yeah. And so we started watching Tenacious D. I haven't seen it. Um, and so we, we we started watching it. 
and like I, I think I think we didn't even make it through the whole movie we still have to finish it so as of right now i still haven't seen all of tenacious d but we started that will they ever find the pick of destiny right exactly you must know and 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 the funny thing is like the very next episode that we watched of clone hype was that one (laughs) we're just like oh my god what is happening which which is so that is something that i think so for as many like guest voices or celebrity references that are so of the time feel so dated uh who's talking about ashley parker angel from o-town anymore right they have jack black in there jack black like got relevant and stayed relevant we've never lost our hold on jack black over the last 20 some odd years their episode on mandy mower who knows may have been prophetic i don't know where she is is she homeless now i don't know maybe she will, will she, she start on this being mandy Moore? who knows <laughs> she starred on this is us for several years <laughs> she's voiced a disney princess mandy Moore has many credits <laughs> i, I did like the episode anymore <laughs> i you don't have to i'm just letting you know she did not fall off the face of the earth i I hope Ashley Parker Angel from O-Town also didn't do that. Don't know, don't know the man's story. Hope he's well. But I love that episode <laughs> where every time they say his name, they have to say, Ashley Angel from O-Town? Like his name is an entire full name and title. That's one of the episodes that really got me because it just stretches everything beyond these logical constraints. I think that's the one yeah. where the B plot is Scudworth versus that little skunk. But the A so. plot yeah is that Cleo has gotten uh, a, a she's landed this gig dancing on this like MTV spring break style thing, but it's spring break in Canada. It's supposed to be for like st- studying like Ashley Angel from O-Town is hosting it. Like, look at all these wonderful scholars up here to like have a meeting of the minds and they're going to get so ready for finals. But it's all just like this sexy bikini dancing. Yeah. <laughs> and. So she has to like fly up to Canada and like fly back. And there's this recurring bit through the episode of like Abe running to meet her, running through the same crowd shot at the airport to meet her at the gate saying, Cleo! Romantic movie of the 90s hot like airport saying, don't get on that plane. Don't get on that plane. And it happens over and over again with like different permutations of characters. Like he's going to stop Cleo. Joan is going to stop him. (laughs) over and over again the repetition i think is so funny right down the fact that they run through the same crowd shot to get there and the best part of it is that while they're there at the airport gate a train conductor walks by and says all aboard all aboard for the flight to ottawa yeah they, they 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 do stuff like that uh, I I think the one that I even liked is is when uh when what's his name I I don't even know who who he is from O Town Ashley um, Angel from O Town Ashley Angel from O Town when it's his turn to do the running he's not just yelling the name he's singing the the, the, the name he's like <laughs> Cleopatra <laughs> right and it's it's just it's so dumb um. 
and mm. yeah yeah like the the repetition of that really works and then yeah just the like okay i see they are trying to do this like rom-com plot mm. for the a plot what is the opposite of like a rom-com uh yes it, it's 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 just ad- acme cartoons it's the yes. Looney tunes like <laughs> yes like I, those just don't fit together at all and so that's what they would that they do with the b plot is just like what if he just keeps getting his face melted off by a skunk and literally <laughs> like gets melted off like it's like it's acid yes. it's not just like ew you smell it's acid and it like burns his well, face no, off it's like the skunk always like does something to melt his face with some sort of like wily coyote like plan backfires then like squirts the stank juice on his face and then sh- shouts his catchphrase try and catch me bitch which try every time he says me, it it like fla- the letters flash on screen. <laughs> yeah, that's something that I really appreciated about the show is that even if I like I didn't know about this back mm. in the early 2000s, it didn't stick with me. It's not something I really like heard much about in the early days of the Internet from when I was on the line. Um, I really feel like this show is very memeable. Like, yes all like these non sequitur lines these like this week th- this this p- p- past week when i was w- watching the show was the first time that i saw a clone high meme not used in conjunction with clone high or like the the, fir- mm-hmm. the first time that i saw one and recognized it as uh. oh that's clone high right um and it happened to be a across the spider verse uh, meme it was that it's the picture of the principal and his robot and then gandhi looking sad and out the way and though he has his back to her mm. turned there it's that and, and it's i want to buy across the spider-verse merch but hobie would be upset at me <laughs> yeah. it's just him like sadly looking out the window <laughs> I, yeah, like, I... I get that meme now <laughs> Like I mentioned, I knew the makeover song. Makeover, 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 makeover. Like I, I'm thinking, (laughs) makeover. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that again in that episode they do it like four times. I think sometimes it doesn't work every time. Like I said, I'm like I don't like that Toots has got one joke and you like really pound that one joke into the ground. But other times. When they're doing it's, something like episode specific, they're like, this is the running joke of this episode. I think they time those well with how yeah. often they repeat them. It's also the difference between a, a joke at someone's expense or, or a, yes. a, a type yes. of person's expense. Right. The difference between making fun of someone because they're blind or because they're fat or because they mm. are, mm. Uh, you know, mentally challenged or something like that. Um, yeah, like those ju- th- those jokes don't land in the repetition of that da, mm. da, da, da. Yes. doesn't make them not, funnier. Not um, helpful. It, yeah, and, and I, I, I think the one that could almost maybe work, they, they, they didn't ever truly, well, I, I, I guess they did. Like JFK, uh, 
One of the best JFK bits is that he makes holiday albums. I love that. <laughs> I, I just the idea of that. G -g great. Uh, but then every song he sings or makes up in that he ends up coming across some lot, some like duh, 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 yes. what he thinks is double on ton for some gay joke and he mm. just laughs because it's it's gay it, i said fruit it, right and it's just yeah, like he's, all right he's, uh, sure he's laughing at it in like an immature like <laughs> you said a, a silly sex word or something it doesn't seem like he's laughing at uh the gay community so much as oh i can interpret this in a naughty way i find that funny and then his foster parents he has two gay dads who he mm. refers to as my two gay dads but right. <laughs> um, and and it, it, like he like there there really isn't much of a like a joke that I felt. I mean, I guess I'm I'm not mm. gay in, in mm. that in that same way. But like I I never felt there were jokes at their expense per se. Yeah. Like there were some jokes around the terminology or stuff like that. And there mm. is one mm. scene where he does try to like connect with it when when he starts to think like maybe i'm bi or maybe i'm gay like he does being like yeah what are you watching and i forget this it's it's will and grace right and he's she and he starts he starts laughing he has no idea what he's watching mm -hmm. right he's just like ah, i like this show um mm -hmm. but yeah like it, that felt more honest of of mm -hmm. It, it, especially when we do get that plot line of him being like, wait, may, maybe I am attracted to men. It it felt more like, oh, this recontextualizes those earlier jokes to be mm -hmm. like, maybe he's hiding something here. Yeah. For and versus Joan's dad, who's just like, as, who, every time he speaks as a blind man, like I, yeah. he starts every <laughs> line with that runs into walls, stuff like that. It's just like, OK, I get it he's mm -hmm. blind um, yeah but but yeah i did i did like that there was a variety in the the foster families we did see and we we don't spend a lot of time with any of them uh but mm -hmm. yeah i like that jfk is the, the the two gay dads and uh abe has got a, a sort of more traditional old-fashioned looking mom and dad who live in a house covered with like lighthouse prints <clears throat> Yep. <laughs> and then Joan's got her grandfather. Uh, Gandhi has this Jewish couple who have taken him in. Uh, when you see his room, he's got like a Star of David and stuff on there. It seems like he is, you know, they are a family unit. Like he's participating in their culture. Oh, uh, and then I did. I did like Cleo's like drunk, jealous mom. I kind of wanted to spend a little bit more time with drunk, jealous mom. Show. Yeah. <laughs> who's like clearly upset that now she's got like a clone of the world's hottest woman living in her house. <laughs> I, 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 I like that there is a variety. Like it's not just always a mom and dad. Sometimes it's two dads or just a mom or just a grandpa. Yeah. Like even if n not all of them are like great, sincere representations, like I appreciate that an attempt was made. It's not just the same cookie cutter mom and dad over and over again yeah um or even that like even though they aren't much of characters mm. they yeah. are included right it's not like the ed and mm. eddie thing where they're just kind of left yes. in the neighborhood yes. by themselves yeah. and the parents are non-existent right 
because mm. um, I, I i think there is a v- version of the show where that happens too it just d- doesn't really look at th- their parents um and the, the only like home life we get is the like classic like in their room and yes. the window opens and whoever crawls in the window right um like we we could have gotten something like that and i think including the parents expands the show in a nice way um and then i i, I think to kind of play off of that too we also get to see the principal and what he's up to and yes like kind of how this whole experiment not really got started but that he's also beholden to Mm. someone else um so yeah let's talk about the principal yes principal cinnamon j scottworth (laughs) (laughs) and his butler um mr butler tron and i knew the Yes, uh, Mr. Lynn Butler Tron. He's I knew that he was like a little guy in a little sweater and he called everyone Wesley. And that's a reference to the 80s sitcom Mr. Belvedere. I had to look this up because I think in the 80s, there was a sitcom called Mr. Belvedere about a family that had a butler. Uh, And I knew what he looked like. And I was looking at him like, oh, that's Mr. Belvedere. And then I looked it up and the main kid on that show was named Wesley. It's the same thing if you see a robot and the robot says danger, Will Robinson. Every robot is talking to Will Robinson. This is that. But he's talking to everybody who's a Wesley to him. Wesley. (laughs) I did like the dynamic between the two of them. I was always happy when we cut away to Scudworth and Butler Tron. Yeah. Scudworth especially is one like the character that to me just looks like he fits in fairly odd. He's got real Mr. Crocker energy. Yes, absolutely. Um, Like, yeah, that that is like he he fits in with that so much. And that I I, I think in a weird way, I, I liked watching this show in 2023 because everything felt nostalgic like it felt like a cartoon that i would have watched back then but like the adult Mm. version right um yeah and it's it's just yeah i i I liked him a a lot he is this over-the-top character uh he is he has an interesting home life too because he also lives with the the butler robot but they have like a yeah. husband and wife relationship without it Fake. being husband and wife like he is still the butler but vaguely in that it's like the old school like 50s sitcom husband and wife and that the wife does like the cooking and the cleaning and the chores yes. and things and the butler robot does that too because he is a butler robot I like yeah, that Scudworth lives in the same, like he decorated his apartment right when he got out of college and he never changed it. So it still has a pennant for ASU and a big Reservoir Dogs poster. Yeah. And like there is there is one bit where he gets mad at at the butler and he, the punishment is like, I forbid you from cooking me dinner tonight because I know you like that. <laughs> Um, I like yeah. when he I Go like ahead, the episode please. where he's going to the principal's ball. <laughs> yeah. And and Butler Tron's gonna be his plus one. And then the the like shadowy government agency he works for tells him, like, you've been doing such a good job with Clone High. 
here, we've sent you a gift. And they sent him like a little robotic eye dog. Like exactly yeah. one of those things. And then he gets obsessed with the robot dog and he doesn't pay any attention to Mr. Butler Tron and he gets the robot dog a little suit. He's going to take him to the, the principal's ball. I liked when we get to, when we got to see Mr. Butler Tron be real sassy. Yes. Yeah. Um, he, he was good for sure. Um, but then I, I think what's interesting to me and is another spot that I, I, I kind of wish we would, cause you know me, I'm all about like world building and stuff. And that's kind of the starting point of this show. There's the secret government thing happening. They're experimenting with clones, maybe to make super soldiers one day or down the road. Mm. Who knows? But it, that that's the thing. We don't know for sure exactly what's going on, why they're doing this experiment. It just kind of is. Um, and I I would kind of like to know a little bit more about yeah. that. Like, what what is the driving force behind this experiment? Why are we putting them through high school, right? If they are super, like, if they are eventually meant to be super soldiers, are they trying to, like, how how do we condense education down into that? Like, this is getting way, way in the weeds here that has yeah. nothing to do with this show. Let's... Be, 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 be honest but again if if they're meant to be something like super soldiers wouldn't there be like combat training or something like that but no high school interesting mm-hmm. what's really going on here you know um mm-hmm. that's that's just what i would like what i would like to know selfishly <laughs> were there any outside of our main characters were there any like historical figure gags that you enjoyed any small bit characters you like to see like um, george washington carver and his weird little living peanut friend his nuts <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that one was interesting like i i was kind of wondering more about the teachers um like we don't yeah, really we just see get the one to see a, who- a lot of teachers yeah um like are the teachers c- clones too too like is is einstein out there teaching them mm. um stuff like that like i i i would like to know more about that cuz I, th- I think there's an opportunity <laughs> opportunity for that side of high school mm. too like what is the, what does the faculty lounge look like in this high school here um, we do get to see who who's the janitor in the school. We do get to see a little bit, bit about him. I don't know if he was a clone He's, or not. I don't remember. No, he was just uh, Ponce de Leon's foster dad. Oh, that's right. OK. He, um, yeah. And then like after Ponce de Leon dies, Gudworth fires him because he's like and well, Ponce de Leon dies. That causes all the kids to clean up the litter without the litter. They don't need a janitor. So Gudworth just fires him. Yeah. Um, that's like that. I, I I think he's a character that I would like to know more about mm-hmm. or, or, or just who whoever is in that janitorial role, um, because like I, I, I think back to my own time in elementary school and I still remember our, our janitor. Me too. Yes. Yeah. Like I, I like he was a good guy. He played well with the kids. Uh, like he was also like he was not security but he was kind of the closest thing we had to security mm. back man back when we didn't need to have security in school in schools fuck um it, but but like 
yeah, like I there there was this kind of good relationship with him, even though I maybe never directly interacted with him or he knew my name personally. Mm. Right. Like there there wasn't that. But like I, I look back on him fondly and I kind of want something like that in the show. I think that would have been neat to 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 see. Um but yeah, I, I don't know if there was one of the like older clones that really like stood out in my mind. Yeah, I I liked when we got briefly. Okay, Vincent Van Gogh is in like the first episode, the first mm-hmm. or second episode, and he's calling that like teen crisis hotline that Joan set up. Oh, hotline. Hot, hot yes, yeah. or I, I think it's in general crisis, but that is you know that the type of crisis most people call with. But he. When we see him calling, he's inside Van Gogh's painting of his bedroom. I thought that yeah. was really cool. And the show never takes another opportunity like that again. You do keep seeing Vincent Van Gogh just as a background character, but I don't think he speaks again. Yeah. I was hoping for more of we're not just putting this person in this modern context, but like, yeah, you go to their house and it looks like their historical surroundings or something like that. Right. I, I, w- I would have or like we play with this like if we've got an artist when we see that person it's done in their style or something or even just like, like maybe they've cloned picasso and then together yeah. as like this is the class of like 2000 right and mm. like it's homecoming week and here they are oh like, yeah who are these like is this the first class of of clone high is there a previous like i graduated a year before i was the original attempt yeah or like that could be a, a, a interesting thing if they sprinkle in like one or two like here's another clone of mm. abe like here's the clone before you but even like they had like a a, a julius caesar clone yeah in in the, there um like i just like what that dynamic would have been like between picasso and caesar and a mm. different version of a- abe or so, like something mm. like that I, I i think like that is the potential of the show i think that there's so much that they could do and could play with that is a like despite me not really clicking with the first couple episodes Mm-hmm. Again, by the end of it, I really enjoyed my time. I, mm-hmm. I think one of the things that even through those first couple of episodes that I didn't like, I immediately was like, this is a good idea for a show. Yes. Like, how do we put these different character dynamics together of famous people? Do we stick closer to that? Do they stray from that? Is there a reason they're straying from that? Um, and then just the wacky hijinks that they get up mm. to. So, like, I, I, I think they were on to something for sure, which is, I guess, why we now have a revival yeah. of the show uh, so many years down the road. Watching the show, I from the time it's from, it's got a more limited animation, not like back in old school Hanna-Barbera days. But still, like the backgrounds aren't super detailed. And I I don't mind. I I did because they're so stylized. Yes. But I I did realize that, oh, if this show was made today and I'm sure if I turn on the revival, it will have this. There would be so much opportunity for background gags. Oh, yes. 
I'm like, this show is pretty short on funny signs. I because there's just not a lot of detail in the background to put up a funny sign. I wish it had more of that, or I wish it had more specific background <laughs> character gags. But whereas now, when we can have like more detailed, dense animation backgrounds, yeah, I'm sure yeah. I, I hope the revival's got a lot of that. Just like more room to pack in more jokes. Indeed. So on one of our uh, other podcasts, the captain's log, at mm. one point you brought a list of your 10 wettest films from the past year. You ranked them from what is the most wet film? I, uh, I now, ranked the 2022 best picture nominees on a scale of wet to dry. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it you, you, I, I think you now need to make your, your top 10 helms of background signs of like who had the best background <laughs> signs in all of these. <laughs> well, I think, I think the Spider-Verse movies are top tier films for funny background signs. Although are, we're yeah. dealing with the television realm, Simpsons and Futurama have always been very good at this, even back ones, in yeah. the day. They cram yeah. those gags in there. Absolutely. I'm always a big fan of that in comics when, mm. when they when they do stuff like that. I have to give a shout out to Chew, the comic Chew, because ah. uh, they do a lot of that stuff. They make funny jokes, references, uh, the, the whole that whole comic. The idea of the two main characters is based off a the, the, the flash side in Lost there and they make a bunch of like lost references there's a, a scene in a morgue there's one guy whose toe tags is jeremy bentham on it and, and, <laughs> and stuff like that um it, it's 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 good um jokes but, directly but yeah. for us and, i, I want to mention one historical figure that they use in a really interesting way in clone high which is that marie curie who's not the one i'm eventually going to talk about but like marie mm -hmm. curie her her DNA has been so warped by her research into radioactivity that her clone looks like when the Powerpuff Girls tried to make a new Powerpuff Girl sister. She's got yes. real bunny <laughs> Utonium vibes, sort of big and malformed, but very sweet, very nice friend. And yeah. she wants to take Gandhi to prom, but Gandhi's not interested. And when he's goes off to like try and chase other girls and then he forms like a prom posse with all the other weird single guys left over for prom he she goes back to him and she's like the one i no i don't need you to take me to prom after all i'm going with rock hudson and we never see rock hudson there's no conclusion to the storyline where she goes with rock hudson to prom but if you know him he was this big heartthrob actor through like mid-century hollywood who eventually came mm -hmm. out as as gay and I was expecting that to be like the punchline. She's like, well, you I know you're you're out there trying to to dry hump somebody. Well, I'm I'm going with Rock Hudson and who sees what we're going to get up to. Like I was expecting yeah. a punchline at the end of that joke, but instead there isn't anything. And I do kind of like that that joke lived in the space where we're just going to say this name. You, the audience, know this historical figure by reputation. The joke's all in your head. You can see what the 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 mis you know what the misunderstanding right. is here, right? Or, and I thought or that it, was it an is, interesting is more. I, mm -hmm. I, 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 I was just gonna say, or is this a situation of like my boyfriend goes to a different school? You wouldn't know him, oh, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
like and that's maybe why we don't like see him maybe she's just like naming some historical figure that that she thinks is is hot like i'm i'm going with rock hudson i'm going with george glass are you really (laughs) i I like that that was a more subtle joke that really required you to know something about the historical figure yeah like everything else operates on like the most basic surface level of you know jfk got shot in a car right (laughs) you don't need to know more than that about jfk really yeah yeah um or or that the diner is is called the grassy knoll right and i'm so fascinated by like what does the larger public in the town that they live which is called exclamation usa like what, what do they I, know I think about it is this? like an experiment town like the whole town is maybe built to be this experiment thing which is why yeah. I'm like, tell me more about like what like what is actually in this like how much do the parents know? i mean the pa- parents obviously know but like yeah what is the extent of this experiment here that's what i want to know mm-hmm. i there's <laughs> A lot more to be explored with this. We keep saying things we would like to see, knowing that we can go watch them right now. The new series right. on Max. It's not when you look at these, these are two separate listings on Max. It's Clone High and then Clone High, same title, but it just has the like Max original stamp on on the thumbnail. Yeah. Uh, I think it's I glanced over it. It's got several episodes out now, so. Right after this, we can go. We can go see like how they're continuing and adapting things and who's new in the cast. And are there more funny signs? Do they have current like celebrity voice cameos? That would be interesting. Yeah. Um, One thing I do know about the uh, the newer revival, the actress that played Cleopatra in the original step Mm down from playing that role or I, I don't know if like she voluntarily stepped down or not uh but she's no longer playing that role uh mm. in so, so that someone who is uh i think egyptian or at least middle eastern can play that character mm-hmm. um so Very like, nice I, yeah I, I, and she's I, playing I a different is... like that actress is now playing another character like she's still in the yes. show which I, I do like that they found another spot for her um, which is, I, I I think, a good thing that the newer show is looking towards mm-hmm. of like, hey, yeah, we do have this kind of irreverent nature to the show, but also uh, maybe there's some things that we are considering that we did not yeah. in the first iteration um, to just be be sensitive about, like, instead of punching down, what if we mm-hmm. punch up in, instead here? Right. Um, so. Yeah, I'm I'm glancing over some of the new uh, characters added for season two. We've got Frida Kahlo and Harriet Tubman, who are like background characters in season one. But now they are sort of redesigned and they've got voices now and they're part of the main cast. We also have Confucius and a character named Topher Buss, who is a clone of Christopher Columbus, who is like trying to distance himself from the original Christopher Columbus. I like what they're doing already. More, more people yeah. of color. More like, mm. hey, my guy was problematic. Uh, yeah, well, let's let's see if we can fix that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, cool, cool. I like that already. Uh, good stuff. Yeah, I I don't have much else to say on Clone High. 
I also really, really enjoyed the the bit where they try and change Gandhi into JFK. Remake him in JFK's image. It's that episode is great. It's so dumb, but I loved it. As as the season went on, JFK became a real favorite of mine. I love the like real horny ham characters. I love a Zap Brannigan, and he's right in that vein. Yeah. Um, just as Cleopatra is the like real busty one with her cleavage showing all the time, JFK has the like biggest butt and he has a bulge <laughs> in the front of his pants and he's always just, he's, he is the like, I, I wouldn't necessarily say he's the jock, but he's almost that jock archetype. Right, we don't where he's, really yeah. see him playing sports, but yes, he's wearing like the rugby shirt. He's so like preppy and athletic. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that same voice actor that played JFK also played the JFK in the Lego movie. He got to he got to be on on that is Chris Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good stuff. Also, watching the show brought back like a memory for me when I was like ten years old. My family went on a trip to Chicago and we went to the Field Museum when like Sue the T-Rex skeleton was new. And at that time, the Field Museum also had an exhibit on like ancient Egypt or something, maybe. Or maybe it was just like an air, a corner of stuff that they had in the gift shop. But I remember looking at a book in the gift shop that was just quotes from historical figures and literature talking about how hot Cleopatra was. And it was sectioned oh, off by physical trait. Like, here's a whole chapter on like, it's just like one of those real quick, here's cheap, what the celebrities like celebrities are saying about Cleopatra's ass. Right. <laughs> and like, it was like a gift book. Like every page was just like one quote in big letters. This isn't like an actual historical text. It's like the sort of, <laughs> it's the same format of something you'd get at like the Hallmark store. That's got like 101 reasons why you're the best mom. It's like that style of gift book, but it's like, here's a bunch of things historical figures said about Cleopatra's eyes, about her lips, about her boobs. I'm 10 years old reading like the boobs section of the Cleopatra book. So when you see her with her like tits up to here and clone high, I'm like, as far as that book told me, this is accurate. I think she might have really been like that. She apparently yeah. did have prestigious boobs. Very good, 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 indeed. Uh, histor- historically accurate show, Clone High, depicts Cleopatra, <laughs> right? <No. laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I ended up ha- having a blast with this. So I think, I think down the road, I might go go ch- yeah, check out this new yeah. Clone High and s- see what what all the hullabaloo is. Yes. Um, there you go. Good stuff. Um. I think it's about time we check out Bingo. Bingo. For this show. We have a, a bingo update for you. Let me bring it up on screen. Here's our bingo cards. We like to play uh, bingo with a bunch of d- 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 different entertainment tropes, things you might see in movies or in comics, all that good stuff. Uh, and I think we have a few that we can mark off. Yes. I am able to complete my stackable uh, this year for bingo, you and I both chose like one thing and we have to see it X amount of times to mm-hmm. be able to cross it off our bingos. I think you are looking for five hot dogs. 
I have I was three hot dogs, th- and I've already th- made mine. Okay, I was looking for three sexy red dresses, and I already yeah. made mine. So I can cross that off. And finally, I can cross off actor plays themselves. We yes. hadn't had that yet. Absolutely. Um, mm. Let's see. We, I, we, like, we almost could have gotten a, a cool step parent in this show, but it's all foster parents. Um, uh, on mine, I think we do have mm. a moment of uh, if I'm here and you're here. Yes. Who's driving the bus? Um, yes. That 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 one involved Gandhi uh, in that one. There we go. I don't think we get a treasure map. I don't think we have that. I don't that. think so. Uh, I don't, did anybody have a diary specifically that you remember? Not that I remember. If anyone did, it probably would have been Joan. But mm. I don't remember there being a thing about Joan's diary. Um, uh, I don't how, know right. if we have. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I don't know if when JFK sees Ponce de Leon, I don't think that's fully a ghost because I think Ponce de Leon's trying to say, like, I am from your imagination. I'm from your right. mind. I'm the memory of Ponce de Leon here to tell you, stop littering. Yeah, it's it's more his memory. Yeah. Um, than an, an actual ghost. We do also have a I should be able to see that penis moment <laughs> with Gandhi sh- stripping down to nothing and there is a plant blocking his junk oh uh, yes okay yes then, yes you you can cross that off for uh preposterous gag work just to hide nudity that's what that space yeah. is there for um I, I i mean i i would also see an argument for the cleopatra one where she mm-hmm. strips and it's it's jones face on all of them even though they're not <laughs> real and they're not in the environment actually yeah it, it i i would almost hear an argument on that one i i think um but that gives me one more b- bingo i think the the actor playing themselves gave you one more bingo yeah and then um, i had that and then i had three sexy red dresses so i've got three bingos now okay okay cool 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 i have let's see one, two, I have two. Um, yeah, and I think you have more squares marked off than I do. I'm still waiting on yes. some 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 things here. So there you go. That is our bingo update for the week for Clone High. Um, Melissa, let's get on to recommendations. Yes. For people that enjoyed this cartoon, what else might they like? I have to mention my other favorite clone-centric adult animated series, The Venture Brothers. Uh, yeah, this absolutely. show aired on Adult Swim, I think back in like 2003 or 2004. Uh, and yeah, the I think it's the season two premiere where you find out, spoiler alert, but this is the season two premiere of a seven season show, so it's pretty early. The Venture Brothers are clones. Every time the Venture yeah. Brothers die, their scientist father just boots up new clones of them. <laughs> and I, I think in the sa- same way that Venture Burroughs did, like it, it pays homage to like cartoon characters and the, yes. like, there's the knockoff like Scooby-Doo mm. characters in there, all that stuff, all the Hanna-Barbera stuff, all the superhero cartoons uh, like Clone High is paying homage to historical figures. 
right? Yeah. Like, even if they're like the bastardized versions of these historical figures, like they're still kind of paying homage to some mm. of these characters, right? Um, so, yeah. I, I yeah, that's definitely. a good one. While you're on Max watching either Incarnation of Clone High, go over and watch some Venture Brothers. This show had seven seasons and it is getting a movie that is going yes. to wrap up the series, uh, which is coming out July. I think it's a July 21st for digital and then July 25th, like the next Tuesday on physical media. You can buy it on yeah. Blu-ray. And I don't know if it's going if it's going to be like video on demand or like when it's going to be streaming on Max, but sometime soon. You yeah. start watching and then you can get caught up in time for that movie. Absolutely. So, uh, Melissa, I, you and I covered the Venture yes. Bros here on the review show way back when, uh, the start of 2020. In the mm. episode 92 is when we first started talking yes. about the Venture Bros. Uh, we did end up covering all of the show in I yes. think, three parts. Um, mm. So there's a few more <laughs> episodes after that. And uh, if you want something a little bit more recent, we have a trailer reaction of the mm. the new trailer for Radiant is the Blood of the Baboon Hearts. The, the, the new you got it. That's the full title Burrows of this movie. Movie. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Also, as previously mentioned, Sheep in the Big City. This is like a mid 2000s Cartoon Network show. It's got it's stylistically similar to Clone High and also very, very silly. It's about yeah. a sheep that escapes from like some secret government testing site where they need him to power a sh sheep powered ray gun. They've built a ray gun to use against vague anonymous enemies, and they must have this sheep to plug into the ray gun to make it work. <laughs> so the sheep's just trying to live a normal life in the big city, like getting a job, finding love. Uh, and the sheep just says, bah, it's just like an innocent little sheep. And the, it's I, got all these soldiers after it. Like, gotta get that sheep. My head canon is that like that sheep grows up, lives his life. But because he was so important, they try to clone him. And he is the sheep teacher in Clone High. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Sheeperston or whatever <laughs> exactly. his name is. Uh, which that's also something we didn't talk about. Their first like earliest clones was mixing animal DNA in them like that could also be an interesting side effect. Like, do we get to see more of those clones somehow, some way? I don't know. Anyways, class field trip to the island of Dr. Moreau. Right. I also want to recommend a show I have not seen in like 20 years, but I think it's got a pretty good reputation to it for how little that was aired this is the 1999 animated series mission hill this okay. was from uh bill oakley and josh weinstein who were big simpsons guys and they made this show that says it was set in the world of teens and 20 somethings this series follows hip 25 year old andy french whose sheltered suburban teenage brother moves in with him and his roommates in a big city loft I think this might have aired originally on the WB and then went to Adult Swim. That was where I watched it. My mm -hmm. memories of Mission Hill are vague, but positive. Okay. Another adult animated series from around this time was The Oblongs. This was I another, I don't one. think, I think this might have also started on the WB when they're like, we can also do adult animation like Fox does. Watch. I remember Oops, it on that Adult didn't Swim. Work. 
I, I, it, it was it on Adult Swim. Yes. I think a lot okay. of these shows started on other networks and then Adult Swim picked them up and re-ran them because where else were they going to go? That's right. what Adult okay. Swim was for. The Oblongs was a show about uh, a city where the rich people up on the hill flush a bunch of toxic waste down into like the valley. And then mm-hmm. everybody who lives in the valley has this has been affected by the toxic waste. So like the dad of the oblong family has no arms and legs. He's only a torso. Uh, mm-hmm. They've got conjoined twin sons. They've got a daughter who's got just like a weird, like hot dog wart growing out of her head. There's a kid who's got like t- extra butt cheeks. There's a girl who's missing her lower jaw. They're just all sorts of different <laughs> cartoon mutants. And it's just about okay. this family just, trying to love each other, trying to get by in this world where they're all weird mutants and have to deal with these physical ailments and the the oppressive class structure from the rich blonde people up on the hill. Okay, good stuff. And then for, I have two more real quick. If you want more historical, historical content, there is, of course, Drunk History from Comedy Central. Good one, yeah. My roommate watches a lot of Drunk History and I, I see a lot of podcast favorites of mine in there. And then I have yep. to make her pause it so I can explain to her like who Matt Gorley is. And then there <laughs> is a show on YouTube. The channel's name is Watcher and the show is called Puppet History. If you ever watch any BuzzFeed Unsolved, this is Ryan and Shane from that show. And Shane does a historical lesson with all of these puppets. He's got like a little character named the professor who's like a little blue Elmo looking guy with like a little hat and little glasses and, you know, jacket with elbow patches. And every episode, the professor gives uh, Ryan and a different guest a his- history lesson with all these different puppets. And like every couple minutes, he'll stop That's and cool. quiz them with a multiple choice question. And like the puppets sing a song. It's very funny very educational and the puppets are sincerely so well designed it's just nice fun to see like the arts and crafts that go into the design of puppet history i really enjoy it good stuff good stuff um i have a few things to recommend Mm -hmm. here uh recently here on the review show we just covered the spectacular spider man if you want to know they're like high school i mean it's it's less high school centric in in spider-man but it, i I, th- I think there is enough of the like teen drama in there for sure um if, if you want a more superhero spin on that you can go check out spectacular spider-man we talked about that a few weeks ago uh here on the show episode 253 is our spectacular spider-man episode on that uh, and then a c- 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 couple episodes before that, we covered some comics, the Flintstones. Uh, yes. This is a like a, a an updated, modern, satirical take on the Flintstones uh, that I think is phenomenal. I have uh, yes. I, I read the comics a while back on a previous iteration of this p- podcast. We brought them back up uh, to this version of the show. Melissa, you got to read them for the first time. Um, I have since gone out and bought the like hardcover book of it because it's so good. It plays so well. The satire in there, I think, is really, really good. Just dealing with societal problems, economic issues religious issues 
all sorts of stuff. Um, and it, it, it reminds me of clone high, even though like the Flintstones aren't clones of anyone. They're not in high yeah. school in, in this, it just, it feels of the same ilk or it, it, it feels like yes. clone high could be if it really, really wanted to, to, um, yeah, there are like Stone Age parodies of celebrities in there. Like they've got a candidate yeah. who's trying to run for mayor. There's a whole uh, subplot about political dealings in bedrock. And the, the guy who wants to be mayor is like, I should get some sort of celebrity endorsement. And then we cut to a commercial where this guy says, hi, I'm Stony Danza here to tell <laughs> you to vote this fall. Or like one of the minor recurring characters is Professor Sargon, who's just carl sagan and he's wearing like a turtleneck under his like wolf pelt yeah <laughs> it's good we covered the flintstones on episode 250 of the mm-hmm. review show uh and then last but not least i have to recommend one of my favorite sh- sh- shows of all time community yes community like there are there are bits in clone high that feels like it would go on to influence community in in a good way here uh just the hijinks they get up to the 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 whole thing about um like there's other like the the principal goes to the principal ball right and he kind of has that like rival principal and all all that stuff that's stuff that happens in community too there is another community college like that's slightly bigger over there in that show and they compete and they like spy on one another and stuff like that i can definitely things that happen in community that i'm I'm, I'm just like (laughs) this this seems like it's it's clone high i think cinnamon j scudworth and and dean pelton is that his name I think they'd yep. be great friends. They absolutely would be. That's yeah. a pair. So good. So good. Um, so, yeah, go go check out Community. We haven't covered Community in, in its entirety here on mm-hmm. the, the on the show, uh, but we have done a few sitcom exchanges um, where M- Melissa gives me a few mm. episodes of a sitcom to watch and I give her a few of a different sitcom to watch. Um, and community was one of the ones that we've done in that. But uh, yeah, those are my recommendations for this week. Indeed, indeed. Okay, Melissa, it is uh, time for us to do our pitches here. Yes. Let me open these up so I know what I'm talking about. So you gave me the idea to, uh, since this is Pride Month, so happy pride mm-hmm. to everyone out there um you you gave me the idea the idea to pitch uh like queer centric movies that were featured in the the vhs rental store of one of the characters in yellow jackets season two uh, yes. that was kind of the some of the Easter eggs in, yeah. in there and stuff like that. And I I thought that was a really, really good idea. Uh, so I looked up a big list of like all the movies that were on posters or you could see the titles of or were mentioned or referenced in in Yellow Jacket season two in Vans um, like rental shop mm. there. Um Thank you for taking this idea and running with it. 
Oh, no, there's yeah. an unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, it's a little bit less queer centric than you think. It hmm. is more so just here's a blockbuster in the 90s. Yeah. Um, but there is one like very prominent uh, like, hey, this is a queer centric movie. The character really recommends that one. So I will start off with that. That is pitch number one here. I am still doing like queer centric movies yeah. of the 90s. Um, so pitch number one is The Watermelon Woman. This is from 1996. It's a romantic comedy drama um, written, directed, edited, and one of the characters is also played by uh, Cheryl Dune. I don't know if that's how you pronounce her name. Dunye, it might be. Uh, D-U-N-Y-E. But it is a... Let's see. It stars Dune as the character of Cheryl, a young black l- lesbian working a day job in a vi- video store while oh. trying to make a film about a black actress from the 1930s known for playing the stereotypical mammy roles relegated to black actresses during that period. Um I think she she picks up the 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 interest in this actress uh, because she was credited only as the watermelon woman. And she's mm. trying to, like, dis- discover, like, who is this? Who is this act- actress here? Um, according to Wikipedia, uh, this is the first feature film directed by a black lesbian. And is considered a landmark in new queer cinema. Uh, in 2021, the film was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress for nice. being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. Ooh. Um, so that is pitch number one The Watermelon Woman. This is the one that was featured in. Yellow Jackets. Mm-hmm. Pitch number two uh, is a movie. Oh, do I not have this one p- pulled up? Oh, no. Uh, where is this? I must have gone back on that. Let me see if I can p- pull it up here. Actually, you know what? I can kind of pitch this one without it. Uh, pitch number two is a movie that my partner introduced me to maybe a year and some change ago now. Uh, this is called The Birdcage. Uh, starring Robin Williams. Um, this is a, a fantastic movie. I loved it a lot when I watched it. Um, it is kind of like, oh, man, the in-laws are coming to dinner situation, but they don't know that I'm gay. And there's like they're they're trying to like hide the fact that. Yeah, yeah, all of this stuff. It's a young man who grew up with his his father and his father's male partner, uh, and he's right. now dating the daughter of this very conservative politician who was like, well, if you would like to marry my daughter, let me meet your parents. And he's like, I don't I don't know how to tell him that I'm scared this is going to jeopardize my relationship. Uh, so what yeah. happens is that like the, the the dad's partner, who is a drag queen, 
shows up in drag to pretend to be a, a, a traditional female mother to like impress yeah. this future father-in-law. Yeah. Um, they, they, they have, they have like a little penthouse on top of a, a club where there is a mm-hmm. lot of, uh, like, uh, queer sh- it, I mean, it, it's a gay night club. Mm. They have a lot of drag, uh, and stuff happening there. I, I, I liked this movie a lot. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, it's from 1996, uh, directed by Mike Nichols. Yes. And like I said, Robin Williams is, uh, one of the, the main actors in this mm-hmm. good stuff there uh that is pitch number two pitch number three is a movie that i kind of stumbled upon uh as i was looking for other movies from this time uh this is a movie from 1997 called happy together um mm. it is a chinese film written Directed and produced by Wong Kar Wai, who ah! uh, did In the Mood for Love, ah! we, which we, we've covered on the review show here. It is now one of my favorite movies of all time. Happy Together is the movie he did before that. Uh, it's the one he did right before that. And it's, um, it is uh, starring Leslie Chung and Tony Leung. Um, I believe that's how you say his, his name, uh, de- 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 depicting their turbulent romance. Uh, the English title is inspired by the 1967 song of the same name by the Turtles, um, which is covered uh, by Danny Chung on the film Sound track let me see if i can read a little bit of this plot synopsis here without spoiling things um hope Po Wing and Lao Yu Fei uh, are a gay couple from Hong Kong with a tumultuous relationship marked by frequent separations and reconciliations. Uh, They visit Argentina together but break up after they become lost while traveling to visit the Iguazu Falls. Um, Without the money to fly home, uh, they begin to, you know, uh, one works as a doorman uh, in a hotel, uh, stuff like that. I I, I won't read much more into into it because I don't want to spoil the film for us here. Um, But yeah, with how much I enjoyed In the Mood for Love. Uh, to to stumble upon this, I was like, oh, man, I, I have to put this on the list here. Um, so pitch number three is Happy Together. Um, 1997 film says the film was regarded as one of the best LGBT films in the new queer cinema movement and received cr- critical acclaims uh, and screened at several film festivals. Uh, blah, 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 blah. In 2016, the film was ranked uh, the third greatest LGBT film of all time by the British Film Institute. Poll. Oh, in 2018, it was ranked 71st in the greatest foreign language f- f- films of all time in the B- BBC poll. So also seems like a v- very critically acclaimed movie indeed. Hmm. So to recap, pitch number one uh, is the watermelon woman, pitch number two, the bird cage, and pitch number three, happy together. This 
This is a tough choice. I love the birdcage. That movie is very funny. It's there's a fantastic it, one. Yeah. God, there's parts of it that's like have stuck with me for, for years. That like really. This is why people invented the phrase live in my head rent free. There's a bunch in the birdcage yeah. that are there constantly yeah. on a loop in it's my so head. Good. Oh, man. Oh, it's been a long time since I've seen that one. But I, I didn't I think I knew that Wong Kar Wai directed a movie called Happy Together, but I didn't know what it was. So that's nice to mm-hmm. learn about. We really enjoyed uh, In the Mood yeah. for Love. And that was, yeah, I think one of the <laughs> more fascinating things we came across last year. And Watermelon Woman, I, I, this is another title I have known for ages and I had no idea what the movie was. Yeah, I didn't know it included all of that and that it is this sort of movie about working in a video store and making a movie and diving into cinema history. That's really interesting. It's got so many layers to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Tough choice, huh? Right? Uh. Yeah. And if, if you're kind of leaning in the direction that I think you are, I don't think you're going to pick Birdcage, which then leaves the Watermelon Woman and Happy together. And both of those are movies that are kind of like written, directed by like by yeah. one main person person and like that is cool yeah, so that 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 is an, an, an interesting kind of connection between those two man films there oh is it as much as i do love the birdcage i should just watch that again on my own time that sounds like a it's nice good. night yeah. that's a good summer movie uh and i would love to watch more yeah. of wong kar yeah, why i think we should go with van's recommendation and watch the watermelon woman <laughs> that seems Hell the most yeah. apt Considering uh, the the pitch that we designed for ourselves, what what right, does Van yeah. recommend? Absolutely, yeah, I'm totally down to check this out. Um, I don't remember off the top top of my head where this was streaming. I think I saw uh, it on. Um, hold on, I was just looking at it. It might be on. Oh, it, it's available through Showtime, and if you have Showtime on something else. Like I have Showtime okay. through Paramount Plus right now. I think you might maybe said Perfect. you had it through Hulu. Somewhere yeah. through there, we can watch the Watermelon Woman. Okay. Perfect. I'm excited. This this looks uh this looks good. It looks interesting. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, that's what we will do for this next week. The Watermelon Woman. Uh, get excited. Go go check it out. Um, I think this will be a good one indeed. Melissa. That being said, that about wraps up our podcast. So where can the people find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkieWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities. This is a show I do with my brother, Jams, where we talk about weird old kid shows you feel like only you remember. We did do an episode on Sheep in the Big City, and we did a rare episode of Saturday Night Obscurities. Uh, talking about the Venture Brothers, which I think was our first adult animated series we talked about on the show. Cool. Good stuff. Uh, you guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. And if you would like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. Uh, so please go like, share and subscribe. You guys know the deal with all of that. If you're watching this on YouTube. Go check out one of our other videos right over there. 
um, that would help us out a ton as well. We hope you guys enjoyed this one. This has been number 257 of the Whatnots Review mm -hmm. Show. We will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.